Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. The Bible tells us that God was looking for a man to stand in the gap. This week, we're going to share some messages with you specifically geared toward men. I think it is men who will lead our culture and our country out of the social degradation, out of the spiritual dryness that we are experiencing. You are going to hear some messages that we spoke specifically toward men. We will also let you hear some messages from a previous men's gathering. At the end of today's broadcast, listen for the date and the time that the man in your life can come and join us in a citywide men's gathering to kick our new year off right for every man and every home. Now come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. Well, welcome to this men's gathering. I love being a man. I don't feel ashamed to be a man. I'm not embarrassed to be a man. I'm not intimidated to be a man. I'm not guilty about being a man. I don't feel like a woman. I never thought I was a woman. I never tried on any women's clothes. I'm a man. Come on, if somebody's a man, say, I'm a man. Yeah. I like to be around men. There's something happen when men can come together and worship God together. Amen. A few years ago, I was working at Exxon Corporation in Baytown, and a young man came up to me. He came to the warehouse that I was managing. He had just started a delivery service. I think it was a hot shot service. How many truck drivers we got in the place here tonight? Just raise your hand. A lot of truck drivers. Well, that's where he started. And uh, today, he's the CEO of Swift Services. Um, and that business has turned into um, a multi-million dollar business. And I asked him, we've been friends for many, many years. I asked him if he would come and speak. Uh, he's a man who loves God with all of his heart, who serves the Lord with all of his heart. And I asked him to come and speak to us tonight to encourage those who are um, in business, to encourage those who are thinking about business, and encourage those who have a dream. Would you welcome Nerve Thomas? All right. Thank you, Jerry. For those of you who know Jerry as well as I do, it may be no surprise to you that he's a great man of God. Amen. Let's give him a big hand. In 1995, I had the good fortune of visiting with Jerry on, the, on account of a sales call. You know how these go. And he looked and he listened as though he was impressed, only to say this to me when I was through. He said, look. And since he called the company he worked for, I will follow him in that example. He said, Exxon does not have a money problem. We have an honesty problem. So whatever you do in this place, don't break the rules. So let me begin with the first foundation of business success as I have experienced it. Whatever you do, don't break the rules. To the Christian businessman, however, we support that with God's holy word. 
And it's a word that says many things, but I will use two of them tonight. One of them is, if Exxon does not have a money problem, how can God have a blessing problem? If Exxon, as rich as they are, their stocks can go up and down based on their performance and their revenue. They don't have a money problem, and that's an honest statement. Exxon does not have a money problem. How does God, the creator of heaven and earth, how is it possible that he can have a blessing problem? So tonight, as Christian men, businessmen in particular, I want you to connect or reconnect again to the truth about who God is in your relationship with him as a business person. Yeah. One who must understand that, as Gabriel said in Luke chapter 3, to Mary, nothing is impossible with God. Say that with me. Nothing is impossible with God. So tonight, let us explore what's possible if nothing is impossible. Let us explore in the name of Jesus, on the authority of God's word, what then is possible. As we go into 2020, we are exploring possibilities. Oh, you're Dr. Martin. He's qualified to be called doctor. He's, 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 he's that into God's word. And he has been a mentor to me. I have, I, have, I have known Jerry before he had the first church that he established. He would call us every Wednesday to lunch, and then he would begin a meeting. He's been a man of prayer. He's been a man engaged in God's word. Everything you've heard about him tonight is true, based on my experience. So this is a good place to be, and I have been blessed so far. So gentlemen, let me share with you very briefly from God's word, Luke chapter 1. Verse 37, spoken by the angel Gabriel. You know who Gabriel is? Second in command after Jesus and the replacement of Lucifer. He speaks as the spokesman of heaven. He's God's right hand. He knows the thoughts and he knows the plans of God. And he says to Mary, notice how he puts it. With God, nothing is impossible. He could have said it differently. He could have said, with God, all things are possible. He said, with God, nothing is impossible. You see, that's the way we think. So he spoke the way we think. We think often in the impossibilities. We think about the failures that we had yesterday and what we may enjoy tomorrow and what it's going to take to get to the next stage. Those are a series of impossible steps. But he begins with nothing. Now, after, what's left after nothing? When, what's left after no, nothing? And he says nothing is... So I, tonight, I, I want to begin by reminding you, gentlemen, that nothing is still impossible with God in 2020. Why? Because God is not diminished by time. God is not diminished by challenges. God is not diminished by industry and economy. For when God gets ready, remember what he did when it was tax time. He says, Peter, go catch a fish. And squeeze his mouth and it will deposit into your hand. 
cash to pay for taxes. That's the God. Would you give God a hand clap tonight for being so good? That's the God we have come to celebrate tonight. A God for whom nothing is impossible. But in Luke chapter 11, we have a challenge. Luke chapter 11, I'm sorry, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. So now you have a God for whom nothing is impossible. But what makes it possible is faith. Ah. So what then is faith? Very simple. I'll use the simple definition. Faith is trusting God for all you need. That's it. Faith is trusting God for all you need. The focus in this definition is not you. Faith in trusting God for all you need. It's not about you. It's about God for whom nothing is impossible. So tonight we call on the God of heaven and earth to visit us again and give us that measure of faith that will connect us to the resources that are limitless. Those resources are in him. So let me close very quickly with the few minutes I have left to give you a part of my journey in faith. In 1980, I came to this country. And first of all, I had to get my father's permission. I'm from the East. We're from the West Indies, but we're Eastern in some of our cultures. We must get permission to go. Tell your father, you can't leave him before he says, okay, son, I bless you and I release you. And I got his permission to leave home. I was supposed 24 hours later to be in Texas. But I had no one to pick me up at the airport. I got lost. Got to Miami and I called my friends in Texas and they said, ah, we made a mistake. We have no place for you. So I decided, what do I do, Lord? But I knew it was a journey of faith. I want to start with faith. Every one of us this evening is on a journey of faith. And I said, Lord, I'm not going back. Faith does not look backwards. It looks forward. But forward to what? I have no place to go. But faith does not look back. Why does it look forward? Because it looks to a God. It looks towards a God in whom nothing is impossible. So it looks at the possibilities in God. Even if to you it looks like a lost case. Can someone agree with me tonight? And so I took a flight to Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, by faith. And on the aircraft, something happened. I sat between a a couple, African-American couple, and we started talking. And they asked me where I was from, and I told them, and I quickly told them my story. They looked at each other and said, this boy's lost. And they were right. We called that the provisions of faith. And they looked at each other, and they then told me that they missed the train. I don't know whether it was the midnight train to Georgia, but it's one of those trains that they missed, and so they took a flight. And there I was. God had appointed for me a place to live. 
because my faith looked forward to a God in whom nothing is impossible. And I stayed with them for two months, I believe. I finally came down to Houston, Texas in nine, around 19, got here in 80, around 82. Well, while I was up there, I did what I could, picked apples and blueberries and peaches. I worked for $20 a day, $20 a day. And I worked as a slave laborer. I went to the cotton fields, well, the apple fields in an old bus. And I came back late at night, 10 hours and $20 a day. And one day I had enough, and the Lord said, let me redefine your experience. And here is what he said, and you will not hear this from anyone else because he gave this to me, and it is an original. He said to, he said to me, and I want to say to you tonight, after pruning apple branches, if you know anything about apples, you prune them in the winter. It was probably 20 degrees below, and you can go and check it out working in the pruning apple trees. And I called home one night, and uh, one day, and I said to my mom, that's it, I'm coming back home. My father picked up the phone, he said, he said to me, uh, well, I won't tell you what he said, yeah. but uh, it amounted to quit, just hang in, the Lord will make a way for you. And God said to me, now, let, I'm going to redeem your time. And here is what he said, to redeem the time, you must recast the experience to tell a different story. To redeem the time. When God is dealing with you in faith, and you think that your time is being wasted, and you are given an account of everything that you missed and lost and everything someone else has on you, he says to redeem that time. In other words, to get your mind straight, understand what's going on. You've got to recast the experience. In other words, recast what is happening to you to understand what the Lord is doing to you and for you got to recast the experience to tell a different story so my life was not being wasted instead it was being prepared but it was a, a journey of faith so I came down to Houston uh, maybe two or three years later I'll give you the short version I we worked a man is supposed to work work is an honorable thing let's remember that work is appointed by God and it's 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 appointed by God not so much for money but for discipline, as this brother said earlier. That's the key. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Five years later, the Lord had done something miraculous for us. And I'll give you a few examples. You may remember that in Port Arthur, in probably 2007, they were doubling the capacity of one of the refineries there, the refinery owned by um, the uh, Shell and, and the Saudis. I'm forgetting the name of that refinery. And there was a $25 million project. Now, I am a Seventh-day Adventist. I don't work on the Sabbath. So I walked away from the project, although I, I won it. I said, no, Lord, I'm going to honor faith. And so we said, no, we do not work on the Sabbath. And part of it is in this magazine. That's my picture here. Part of that story is found in this magazine that features my life. Three years later, you may have heard about the Freeport Project. Well, not three years, three years later. It may have been seven years later. The FLNG project in Freeport they just completed. It's called the Freeport LNG. 
and some of you may not be in the oil and gas industry, that project came up for the same value, $25 million. And God said, this is yours because of your faith, your faithfulness on the last project, where you said no because of a principle, because you honored God. Your faith honored him. Three months ago, no, no, about a year ago, you heard about the big fire uh, in, uh, Port in the Deer Park. The, the plants blew up. We were the contract, one of the busing contractors, the transportation contractors in that project. Someone called me and said, hey, we want you to join this project. And I said, where do you get our name? He said, I don't know, but someone in Texas City. I was in Texas City talking to someone at some shop, and they called your name. And they paid us $300,000 for no work. Literally no work. Don't focus on the, on the numbers. I'm making a point about faith. When God gets ready, gentlemen, when we follow God in faith, that's why I have come here tonight. Forget the dollars and cents. God can do better than that. God can do more than that. The point that I'm trying to make in my life and my life's experience and I want to share with you is when you are faithful, but without faith it is impossible to please him. But he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So when God gets ready, he gives you free money. But it comes with responsibility. And here is where I'm going to close. When I was about 10 years old, my father played a little trick on me. He was a holy Christian, good Christian man. And he said, son, and I was with my dad all the time. Those of you who had the good pleasure of being raised with a good dad, I know the impact it had on your life. Because it certainly had on mine. He told me, open your hand up. And he put a quarter in. And he said, close your hand. Does anybody have a quarter? You all taking too long to pull a quarter out. <laughs> Just make it a dollar then. So here is a quarter. Now, I'm going to close my hand and try to get it out of my hand. Don't try too hard. You're not going to get it out. Now, take it. My father used that example or that illustration or truth to remind me of something about God. In life, keep your hand open. Someone may take a quarter, but it's the only way God can put a dollar. Give God a big hand clap tonight. Someone may take the quarter. And that's what my daddy, he, put, he took the quarter, and then he pushed his hand in his pocket, and he put the $10 in. And he said, son, keep your hand open, keep your heart open. It's the only way you will be blessed. So when the Lord has blessed you with this success, remember, now you have a responsibility. First to the church. Be faithful in your tithes and offerings. There is nothing that blesses, not because of my word or Jerry's word. It is God's word. When God has blessed you, now you are appointed to be a blessing. And what happens is the funny part. When you become an instrument of giving on behalf of God, 
God makes sure you never run off to give. You see, you, we, we, we think we run out, so we shut the spigot. But the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Because in giving, you make yourself an instrument of God's grace. Where he continues to give and give and give and give. And then he gives when you do no work. He just keeps giving. And one last experience, and this is true. We got a call, Petrobras. You know Petrobras. It's owned by the Brazilians in, 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 uh, in Pasadena. It's been sold to Chevron now. They were having a strike. The, whole, uh, the way it works is every year one of the big oil companies negotiates the contracts for all of the refineries. So Shell does it one year, Exxon does it the next year. There was, I think, two years ago, it was Shell's turn to negotiate. And so they were standing by. They called us to stand by in case there was a strike to provide transportation inside the plant for their people. And brethren, on this account, we just stood by, Jerry. We just stood by. This time, we never moved the bus. We never transported anyone. We just stood by. And the amount that they paid us was so huge, I can't tell you what it is. But I can tell you the point of this comment is not money. Never will be. It is what God will do when you have faith to trust him. So here is a young man who started with $20 in his, no, with no place to live. And today, I believe by some account, we are the largest in what we do on the Gulf Coast, all because of God's blessings and grace. So I've come by here tonight to tell you brothers and Jerry, thank you for the opportunity. There is still nothing impossible with God. Because God does not work because of. He works in spite of. In spite of the economics of 2020, God is still God. In spite of the downturn, God is still God. And if we connect to this resourceful God and trust him, parts of the story I, I, I didn't tell you, but I'll leave that for another time. May God bless you and keep you. Keep you firm in the truth of who he is and how much he loves you and how much he wants to bless you. But remember the connection to God is a connection of faith. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I certainly hope that you've enjoyed today's message. We wanted to jump right in, getting ready for the beginning of the year to encourage every man to take his rightful place in leading his family and his community, his church, toward God and a spiritual renewing and a spiritual awakening. We will be gathering for a dynamic men's event Friday, January the 7th right here in Humble, Texas. Churches and men will gather from all over the city and all over our region to come together to lift our voices and worship and to hear a message of righteousness, responsibility, and then understand the reward for being a righteous man. 
I want you right now to put that on your calendar and come and join us. It would be at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship Church, 16161 Old Humble Road. You don't have to be a part of our ministry. You just need to be a man. Fathers, bring your sons, bring the teenagers, bring your preteens. We want fathers, brothers, father-in-laws, brother-in-laws, grandfathers, grandson, nephews, uncles, whoever you are, to come and be a part of this dynamic event. Again, that will be Friday evening, January the 7th. There are no costs for this event, but our sessions will begin at 7 o'clock. You can come as early as 5 o'clock and enjoy fellowship and the activity that we have on store for men. If you have a desire in your heart to have a change in your life so that you can be the man that God called you to be, I want you to be here for this event. For more information, you can call us at 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. Man up and be here with us.